Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Rob McCoy with Dr. Robin and David Glinky. And uh, we're here to uh, present to you data and to encourage you in the Lord. As we did uh, yesterday, we're going to do it again today where we're going to sandwich all the data in between Scripture. Uh, so it's just this kind of beautiful combination to calm you at the beginning and direct you at the end. And that's the beauty of God's Word. So what we're going to take a look at is, and by the way, some of these verses are the most searched verses on the internet during the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, people have been, matter of fact, we covered Psalm 91 uh, this morning. <clears throat> That's a verse everybody's going to right now because the Lord speaks to it. He had spoken to it long before we ever ran into this mess and he has been waiting for his people to listen to him. Uh, this is another passage that is very popular right now. Joshua 1, 9, here it is. It says, have, I, have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so that is a good verse to begin our time together tonight. It is one that is a directive from the Lord. And he, he's got this covered. He's, he's got it all worked out. Our job is to pursue the truth, to seek him, to make this time valuable, uh, to redeem it, so to speak. Uh, to remind everybody out there, starting on Wednesday, we're going to be doing a three-day fast. And if you wanted to cover your findings on the stuff I did with USC, yeah. or if you don't, because yeah. there's a lot to cover there's today. A, there's a lot going on, yeah. Anyways, uh, let me just show you what we have going here. We've got a three-day fast starting uh, April 1st to the 3rd. So it's sundown Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, sundown Wednesday to sundown Friday, three-day fast. And we are going to um, pray, seek the Lord, deny ourselves. As we've said in the past, you can do a water-only fast. You can do just your necessary foods. You can fast from electronics. The idea is to give up something in order to deny yourself and then intercede on behalf of others and then to pursue the Lord. So whatever you would spend your time doing and pursuing those things you're going to be denying, spend that time in God's word and in communion with him and in prayer with him. It'll be a precious time. Uh, we're we're going to also it'll be my first time ever uh, doing for next Sunday uh, a communion service oh, yeah. over live stream. Yeah. That's going to be bizarre. <laughs> We're going to do our best, folks. As I said in the Sunday broadcast uh, this morning, this building is open. We are going to observe social distancing, all requirements that are put forward for essential uh, businesses that remain open, such as supermarkets. We will process it the same way. I struggle with a government that says a church is not essential if we're going to feed the body, we need to feed the soul. To relegate us to the realm of a movie theater is unacceptable. And as a matter of fact, we have the First Amendment in our defense of that. So I would encourage folks, if you feel a desire to come, we will exercise on Sunday morning at the 11 a.m. service, complete social distancing. We'll provide gloves. We're going to sanitize everything. There won't be any hugging. There's not going to be any handshakes. You're going to keep distance from each other. We're going to operate the same way a supermarket does, but you'll be live within the room itself. Uh, we will be very mindful of that. We're not going to kick anyone out. We're not, uh, we, if, if you're uh, 65 and older, I, I really personally don't think you should be out. What do you say, Doc? I think that's, that's fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that, that's the critical area that we're going to see the statistics coming up. I, I would say 
definitely avoid uh, going out in public in that regard. And, and if you're 65 and older and you need us to go to the grocery store for you, we will. We'll take care of all that. Uh, just give us a holler here at the church. For the younger, we're not going to be doing children's ministry because that's hands-on and uh, that's an inter interaction with people that we just can't do with social distancing. So we're not going to do children's ministry. But if you desperately want to come and be in a room with people at a distance, like you would go to a supermarket, you're welcome. We're not closing the doors of this church. If they want to come after us, so be it. But the reality is this is an essential business. And uh, when I say business, I mean that more along the lines of an essential uh, operating sure. instrument within the essential service. Thank you, Doc. Hey, Doc, Robin. <laughs> Doc, Robin. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting so familiar with you. <laughs> I kind of love that. Though, uh, one more thing to point, to, point you to is, uh, David, why don't you describe this? Because you asked me to put this slide in. It's the new Apple app, isn't it? Yeah. So this is Apple in conjunction with the CDC came up with this app. And and, and for people that are fearful that, hey, I have this symptom or I don't have this symptom or what does it look like to have the symptoms, Apple came up with this app. I went through it a couple times today. I went first with how I am and then mm -hmm. how somebody that might be sick and it steps you right through. And you, when you get to the end, it's going to say you should probably get testing or you should probably not get, you know, you're not susceptible to it. So it's about, I'd say about nine or ten different steps to get through. So I think for people, and you could speak more to it, hey, I'm going to diagnose you. This thing is going to help you get to that point where you can determine where you're at. It's a great user-friendly app that Apple created with the CDC. Awesome. You want to add anything to it or are you no, good? No, uh, and that's available through the App Store. Yep, yeah, yeah. I downloaded it, a real quick app, and it'll step you through in like two or three minutes. And it has all the criteria that would get you set up to yeah. where you're at in your life with what you got going on. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's roll on here. We're going to get to the statistics for the county. Uh, there's been an update, and I'll give that to you. Uh, an increase in the number of cases. We've had 109 cases in Ventura County. We've had four deaths now, still over 70, core morbidity, uh, over 70. Those are the four deaths. Uh, 17 are hospitalized. That's the number I received. The 109 and the four deaths are set in stone. That's right off the website. The 17 was secondhand, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. And in addition, we have uh, cases by age. You have... Uh, only one case, zero to 17. That just means they tested for it. It, it. it exists there. It doesn't mean there's hospitalization. doesn't mean any of that. But you can see the lion's share of all cases is 45 to 64, 65 and older. And the hospitalizations are in the older age groups as well. Here is the breakdown per, oops, sorry. It was already on that screen. Breakdown for the cities. Um, <clears throat> the, the leading is uh, Simi Valley, Cam or Oxnard and um, Thousand Oaks. Uh, we are, and, and there's been probably, I think at this point, almost 1,700 uh, tests that have gone forward, and we have 98 or 100, uh, 100 and, let me get back to that number, 109 cases confirmed. So uh, not overwhelming, but let's look at uh, the world numbers and also the national numbers. These are critical. I've, uh, with the red arrow, I've highlighted some very important numbers. So the U.S. has 141,811 total cases. Uh, there's new cases, 18,000 new cases. So we're, we're getting to a, a pretty steep rise here. Uh, and, and then 
Total deaths are 2,471. The deaths have increased by 251. That's actually down uh, from previous days. So that, that still brings us to that, that number to the right where you see the red arrow, the seven there. Deaths per one million of population. And then those who have coronavirus, who have been tested for it, is 428 per 1 million citizens in the U.S. So 330 million people, uh, this is how they break it down. So you have 7 per 1 million. And that death rate or that death statistic, uh, China is, just, just remove that data from China. That, that's, they're not reporting anymore. I mean, it, you can almost just take that out. I think I'm going to from here on out. But you compare us with Germany and, uh, and South Korea, we are doing a remarkable job of taking care of our sick. Um, and then other, other nations are really struggling. When you look at Spain, and then uh, you also look at um, Italy, uh, they're, they're having just terrible times there. Although, yeah, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to say, uh, I asked Dr. Robin on that 18,233 new cases that actually could be not new cases. That could be people that already had it that now are tested. Diagnosed. Yes. Diagnosed. Yeah, so, so it's the number behind the number is those it, people just found out that, and they might have had it for a week or something. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we don't know the denominator. Right. Uh, and, 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 and we'll we get into that that's... tonight. We'll okay, get into yeah. the denominator. Okay. Now, uh, the, the, the testing is increasing. Yes. We're rolling that out quickly. We're already over 600,000 tests performed. And those are the ones that have proven that uh, they they were positive. Yeah. Let's rem let's remind the folks about this pyramid. The, this is important when we're looking at data. Just real quick, just sure. run through it real fast yeah. about how you come yeah. to surmise what is true, I mean, what I is mean, valuable. The, the numbers that we were just looking at are more kind of uh, epidemiology. Yep. So th these these are this is. Um, there's not a lot of interpretation there of just, just basically understanding that these numbers are based on the number of tests and probably the most important number is the number of deaths. But when we start talking about taking those, that data and y looking at studies that have been done, this is where this, this pyramid or this way of thinking about um, evidence comes into play. And, and basically the, the lowest level of evidence that we, that we have um, could be considered in vitro research or molecular work, and then all the way up to expert opinion, case series, case control. And, and here we're getting more and more experimental in nature, and we're removing bias. Got it. And bias is, uh, I mean, this is the problem. This is what we're bias trying to Bias is poisonous against. when you're seeking. Absolutely, right. absolutely. And the point of, and the problem with bias is that we don't know it's there. It's like culture. We can't see the water that we're swimming in. The only way to, to do it is to have a system by which you can seek the truth. Yeah. Not just something in support of your opinion, but actually the truth. And that's, that's mm -hmm. a very, that's a difficult thing because it requires the humility to accept the truth. You were, you were going to go in, to, you actually did after the broadcast last night talking about the Irish and the protecting of oh, uh, yeah. all of the, the oh, Greek yeah. writings, Aristotle, yeah. um, Socrates, Plato, a number of, and then, you know, here we had Sir Isaac Newton and, yeah. and science was really developed, first universities and... Yeah, that, well, I mean, it, what we're talking about is... Um, I mean, Christians have a great history. We do. Um, and uh, really, the, the Renaissance would have never have happened 
if it wasn't for the Irish monks. And the monasteries that were set up in Ireland became the protectors of all of the knowledge of the ancient world. And I almost, I, you know, we were talking about, you know, I was kind of getting a little bit uh, hypothetical, but mm -hmm. I, I think that we, we have an opportunity to enter into a new renaissance. Yeah, I agree. And, and this time is very special, and we have to protect the knowledge that we have, not dissimilar to the Irish monasteries that, you know, when the right time came, they were able to release this knowledge into the world. And I think that, you know, what, what you're doing in the Sunday mornings and being able to, to, to preach the word with truth is is a is a sacred duty, not dissimilar to to that sacred duty that the you know Irish Church had thousands of years ago. I'm going to go out. I think it's essential. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at this as we we understand the pyramid that you went through before. Uh, let's take a look at this uh, growth factor excluding mainland China, growth factor outside of China. Uh, daily cases growth factor. And, and you can see over to the right, the folks can't see yet, but this growth factor is the factor by which, I'll, I'll let everyone see it. it. The growth factor is the factor by which a quantity multiplies itself over time. The formula use it, uh, used is every day's new cases, new cases on the previous day. For example, a quantity growing by 7% every period, in this case daily, has a growth factor of 1.07. A growth factor above one indicates an increase, whereas one which remains between zero and one, it is a sign of decline with the quantity eventually becoming zero, whereas a growth factor constantly above one could signal exponential growth. So even though this chart seems as though it's f fizzling there, it's still above one and still speaks of the potential of exponential growth. Right. Um, Do you want to touch on that? Sure. Okay. I, we, we, we chatted a little bit about the concept of, um, of R naught or, the, or this, this idea of, of how is the virus spreading or the velocity at which this virus is moving through our population. And this, this particular graph is, is, is just showing a graphic illustration of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can imagine if, you know, it doesn't take much. If, if you're infected and you infect two other people, that's exponential growth. Yeah. Because those two people will then have another two. So it's kind of the way you're supposed to share the gospel. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. If we, we we could learn a lot from this yeah, virus, yeah, this is Christians. <laughs> yeah. Right. Take a look at this one, folks. Uh, this is the comparison with other viruses. Uh, for comparison, the case fatality rate uh, is that that's a CFR case fatality rate with seasonal flu in the United States is less than zero point one percent, one death per every thousand cases. Mortality rate for SARS was ten percent. Right. And for Middle Eastern Respiratory yeah. uh, Syndrome, it was 34%. Very high. It's unbelievably high compared yeah. to what we're dealing with uh, right. at, at this moment yes. with COVID-19. Yeah. Although highly transmissible, uh, the, and, and by the way, the CFR, I had it back there, case fatality rate. Yeah. Although highly transmissible, the CFR of COVID-19 appears to be lower than the SARS and Middle East Respiratory Syndrome but higher than that of influenza. And this is off the World Health Organization. Mm -hmm. um, the case fatality rate, CFR, was reported to be 15%, uh, six of 41 patients in the initial period. This estimate was calculated from a small cohort of hospitalized patients. Subsequently, with more data emerging, which is that pyramid, there you go. the CFR decreased to between 4.3 and 11 and later to 3.4%. And the rate reported outside China in February was even lower, 
two of 464. And then we had something interesting happen. Uh, this was a great gift, I believe, from the Lord uh, for science because yeah. you have a controlled environment. That's true. I mean, it, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Am I, I could be off. Tell me. Correct no, me. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep Hit going. me over the head. Keep going. Uh, the Diamond Princess. And, yeah. and if, for those of you who don't know about the Diamond Princess, this was a cruise ship. And, and uh, COVID-19 broke out on the cruise ship. So they had a, a, a unique situation. They had um, everyone was breathing the same air, mm-hmm. s- circulated through the system. We, there was a, a whole range of ages on board the ship. This is some of the data that they've come up with through this time that uh, caused them to challenge the CFR. A unique situation has arisen for quite an accurate estimate of the CFR of COVID-19. Among individuals on board the Diamond Princess cruise ship, data on the denominator are fairly robust. The outbreak of COVID-19 led passengers to be quarantined between January 20th and February 29th. The scenario provided a population living in defined territory without most other uh, confounders, such as imported cases, defaulters of screening, or lack of testing capability. 3,711 passengers and crew were on board, of whom 705 became sick and tested positive for COVID-19. Seven died, giving a CFR of 0.99%. If the passengers on board were generally of an older age, a CFR in a healthy and younger population could be substantially lower. Right, which is basically what we've seen. When, when do the numbers, like, uh, we have a growth of, say, two people more, mm-hmm. but one person recovered. Mm-hmm. But we're only seeing the growth of new cases. But mm-hmm. if two people recovered, your net net amount of people mm-hmm. that are Correct. currently infected are mm-hmm. a zero growth. So mm-hmm. do the numbers on these viruses start switching to, I think, what Rob's focusing to on less, now? Less, like, than, less yeah. than one. Yeah, and also you just start focusing on a percentage of death, not a percentage of new cases, right? That's Because that, people that's are correct. recovering. That is correct, absolutely. And I think we're going to start seeing that very shortly, right? Because, right. you know, 10 days from the time in which you became symptomatic, you're no longer shedding virus. Right. So that, that's, that, that's early studies, but right. that's, that's kind of the general guide. Here's, here's another thing to take a look at. There'll be a little bit of reading tonight. You've got to put your thinking caps on, so hang in there. Don't get exhausted on me. I, I did a service this morning while you guys were in your pajamas. <laughs> and I put all this together. So come on, stay with me. Have some coffee. Uh, this first preliminary description of outcomes among patients with COVID-19 in the United States, and by again, this is a World Health Organization, mm-hmm. in the United States indicates that fatality was highest in persons aged uh, above 85, mm-hmm. ranging from 10 to 27%, followed by 3 to 11% among persons 65 to 84 years of age, 1 to 3% among persons 55 to 64, and less than 1% uh, uh, among persons aged 20 to 54. No fatalities among persons aged below mm-hmm. 19. Mm-hmm. Not one fatality. Nope. Now, this is, um, this is an interesting slide. The risk for serious disease and death in COVID-19 cases among persons in the United States increases with age. Social distancing is recommended for all ages to slow the spread of the virus, protect the healthcare system, and help protect the vulnerable older adults, which is critical. That's, that's why we are practicing social distancing. Only essential um, services are being maintained. Further, older adults should maintain adequate supplies of non-perishable foods 
at least 30-day supply of necessary medications. Take precaution to keep space between themselves and others. Stay away from those who are sick. Avoid crowds as much as possible. So that's stuff we've already learned. But I think we're gaining confirmation. I think yeah. that, that, you know, we, we had a number of assumptions and now we're proving them. Right. And that's good. It's that, going in yeah. the direction we were looking at. Right. In addition, uh, you know this, some of you maybe tuned in for the first time. When you're washing your hands, you just, you, you sing happy birthday to yourself twice. Or you can go through the alphabet, the song A, B, C, D, E, F. You just wash them. By the time the, any go on the top there, right? Doc, show us how, don't, show us, <laughs> it's a show whole us how thing. doctor it's does a, it. A, it's on, a, teach it's us. It's a real. Go through yeah, it. We'll bring a bucket of water. Yeah. We'll bring a bucket of water here tomorrow. 100%. I mean, the thing to know about washing your hands is the dirtiest part of your hands. It's actually the most distal or the farthest part of your hands. Your fingertips and your nails are actually the dirtiest parts of your hands. Um, That's because you're always biting them. Well, it, I, th I think it's also because there's a lot of crevices, right? Yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of places. Yeah, that, nooks that, and crannies. Nooks yeah. and crannies. So. Yeah, like an English muffin. That's right. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Exactly. You're going to say button? No. We're <laughs> no. oh, having some okay. fun. <laughs> so make sure you take care of all the nooks and crannies. Is that right? Yeah, there, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to some lighter side information. Not really. It's not really. just <laughs> as heavy. <laughs> We're going from the medicals oh. to the stock market. Yeah. Now, we've had a break through the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's like fasting. It's like fasting, and then you're going <laughs> to yeah. flick Just that two switch days, but, two you days, know, but it's uh, going to hit. Unfortunately, the futures start trading at uh, 3 o'clock our time, so we're already getting data for tomorrow. So okay. the indices are showing down about negative three to negative four, depending on which indice that you're looking at. So the only reason I had that slide Here it is. put Take in there it, is because... Um, that's probably what we're going to see for a little while, the ups and downs, and you can see how much turmoil we had over the last 11 days. So starting tomorrow, the futures are always showing negative 4%. So um, Back on uh, March 16th, where you see that 12% decline, did that have, uh, did it begin with indices at 3.4% at this time of day? Do you remember? Oh, as far as the futures are yeah, going? Yeah. yeah, it started uh, down. So there's That's a when I start losing sleep, at, you know, when my East Coast people start calling me at Four or five o'clock in the morning because they're right. seeing that. So yeah, you'll, usually the futures will be an indication somewhat of what's going to go, unless some new news comes out, like the Senate bill. I mean, the bill that they passed and stuff that might cause it to turn around. I think part of the issue too is uh, they they talked about f folks being in in seclusion longer. Yeah. The, the president uh, did not seem to indicate that he was going to release uh, portions of the population, especially churches, to. Enjoy Easter Sunday. I think that that was hard news for the country to receive. There are folks really, really getting tired of this. Right. And so we have to just calm everyone down. We, we have to remind everyone that we don't operate in the context of fear. You can look at these indices. You can look at these, this data on the stock market. Relax. Really, just give it a rest. We, we, we will instill this. We will exhort you towards that because we're Christians. This is what we do. We, we, we trust in the Lord. We lean not on our own understanding. We can look at this data, but we will not operate in the context of panic because the Bible says be anxious in nothing. Work with me here, people. <laughs> be anxious in nothing. nothing. Remember in the Greek, nothing means nothing. No, Remember that? Nothing. Okay, yeah, yeah there you go, yeah, zero. Yeah. Nothing. No. <laughs> Bobkiss. <laughs> so be anxious in nothing, but in all things, in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let the Lord know, just... Cast your cares on him. He cares for you. 
don't let this stuff phase you. Calm down. It's all good. All right, let's, let's shock them some more. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm glad you put the Bible verse in between the Okay, other so this is, this is the Dow Jones uh, Industrial <laughs> Average <laughs> Index. You wanted to, to di diagnose between the two? No, I, I think that you were talking about when you were bringing up the uh, NASDAQ. Um, I was just brought those up because the, the Dow Jones, one of the oldest uh, uh, averages out there, has 30 stocks in it, and people would probably recognize most of those stocks. So that's the Dow Jones. So we are talking about which indice that we would track. That represents about 25% of our economy if you put all those 30 together. I just wanted to let people know and see. Those are, that's what makes up the, the Dow 30. So people will refer to the market. The market is these 30 stocks when you're referring to the Dow. And if you go to the next slide, that's the uh, S&P 500. There's some overlap there, but the top, uh, those are the top heavy weighted or the biggest ones that make up the 500. And they're technology driven. Now, no, the S&P is, uh, is a good swath across our whole entire um, okay, uh, Amazon. economy. So in the last one that you didn't put up there, which is the one that you were using before, is the NASDAQ. NASDAQ. And that is more technologically driven. So if you were to look at that one, you would see all the, you know, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft. So the only reason I brought that, just a tad bit of education, that when people refer to the market, the Dow is the, the 30, the S&P is the 500 um, stocks that make up a major part of our economy, and the NASDAQ is more tech. Even though they swim somewhat together, yeah. um, what you would see is on a day that the technology gets hit, you'll see the NASDAQ down, the other up ones might be not as phased. So just, just a teeny learning lesson there as we look at indices going forward and when you see the market go up and down, you'll see that, you know, back on the Dow is that it might be Exxon that day that we had that huge uh, oil yeah. crash thing. That might have been driven, the other 29 could have been doing okay, but that one drove it down a little bit. So it. it's just a little bit of a learning lesson when people refer to the market, that's what we're referring to. All right. Well, that, that was pretty painless, although it okay. is Sunday and we haven't had a chance to do business. And it is the Sabbath, so we have to just... Sorry, I should have waited until tomorrow. It's all right. We didn't, do any, <laughs> we didn't do any business. We just prepared everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's all right. Get some sleep tonight because really your worrying isn't going to fix anything. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's just going to steal your joy and make you worth, worthless tomorrow and everyone's not going to want to be around you. That too. True. Yeah. Just, just rest. Uh, the Lord has already given us a quarantine. I don't know if you know this. I, I brought it up earlier, but the quarantine, and actually I attribute this to uh, Brother Bob Wilson. He, he sent this verse to me, and uh, I hadn't seen it before. I really like it. Take a look at this. Isaiah says, go, my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourself for a little while until God's wrath has passed by. See, the Lord is coming out of his dwelling to punish the people of the earth for their sins, the earth will disclose the blood shed on it. The earth will conceal its slain no longer. That's the NIV version. I actually liked it better than the New King James because I like the way it says that the earth will conceal its slain no longer. We can't shed innocent blood and expect God not to have some sort of response. And he has sheltered us in this time. He's given us the ability to avoid this virus. But people say, how can a loving God do something like this? Well, how can a loving God stand back while we invoke injustice on people created in his image? I mean, we, we have a responsibility that his kingdom will come on the earth as it is in heaven. And the idea is that we're to implement his, 
his purposes. And when we honor him, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness therein. We're living on his dirt, breathing his air, drinking his water, eating his food. And we're to give an accounting of our life. He made us. We didn't make ourselves. I get a kick out of people who say I'm a self-made man. What part of yourself did you make? I mean, seriously. I mean, you're a pretty good doctor, but I don't think you can assemble a human body from the dirt of the earth. No. No, yeah, I didn't think so. Good, but not that good. And even if you could, even if you were brilliant enough to be able to assemble a human body out of the basic elements of the dirt, it's still not your dirt. It's his. God made it. So the idea is he is ruling and he is is ministering and there are times where sometimes like parents you chase in your children this is a time for us to wake up and really evaluate the way we live the the things that we value this is God getting our attention but before you think this is overwhelming that that verse is so heavy because until his wrath passes by the Lord is coming to punish people on the earth for their sins before you get overwhelmed by that and some of you out there may be burdened by that Maybe you're not churchgoers and you're thinking that this is kind of doom and gloom. It is, but it's a reality. But before you start getting overwhelmed by it, remember this too. There's, there's two sides to this coin. The other side of the coin is right here. God is for us. God is for us. He's not against us. You can take a look at Romans 8, 31 through 39. And, and this is a beautiful thing uh, no weapon fashioned against us will stand. God is for us. He's not against us. But there is something that separates us from him being able to minister to our lives, and that's sin. Sin is what we've perpetrated on one another. Sin is what we've perpetrated upon ourselves. There's the sins of omission, sins of commission. Uh, the idea of sin is real, real simple. It's an archer's term. If you're taking a bow and arrow and you're shooting at a target, where the bullseye is and where the arrow lands is called the sin distance, how far the arrow's fallen from perfection. Now, all the religions in the world are us trying to hit the bullseye. We're following rules and regulations trying to hit the bullseye. Christianity is different than every other religion in the world. Here we are over here in a sinful, fallen state, and here's a perfect God, and we're trying to hit that mark, and we're never gonna be perfect. It's just never gonna happen. And yet what God does is instead of us trying to hit something we can never attain, he moves the bullseye over to where we are. And the way he does that is by his son's death upon the cross. He pays the penalty for our sins, spans that chasm between a holy God and a sinful man, moves that bullseye over and finds us in righteousness, not our own, but in the Lord. And the way that he cleanses us of our sin is by one very efficacious gift. It's the blood of his son, Jesus. You see, the scripture declares that blood must be shed for the remission of sin. It's, it's the life force of the human body. When someone comes into an ER, you got to stop the bleeding, otherwise they die. It's first, yeah. That's how it transfers oxygen to the body. And 100%. It's the first thing you do. First thing you do. And when all the Everything blood, breathing, when you lose the blood, you lose the patient. Yeah, absolutely. And, and infection is carried through the blood. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. Yes. I mean, I but don't want to overdo it. Blood is also where the infection's fought as well. It is. So, so here, here you have this concept of this life-giving force, blood, and blood must be shed for the remission of sin. Basically, it's it's capital punishment. We're, we're, God gives us grace on this earth, not so that we can continue in sin, 
but so that we can repent and start to serve one another. He's getting our attention so that we can start to say, God, not my will, but your will be done. I wanna, I wanna know how to live in accordance with the rules that you establish, the laws of nature, nature's God, that can be examined through the pyramid of, of examination, right? And coming to an understanding of truth that there are absolutes that we're governed by. There's gravity. The sun rises, the sun sets. There's, there's four seasons. Everything screams of a designer and of order. And yet we go to great lengths to try to dismiss him and say he doesn't exist, but he is for us. The problem is our sin separates us until we can come to a place where we say, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Please forgive me. I receive Christ's blood to wash me. And this passage of scripture is critical. Take a look at it. It's beautiful. It says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And the Lord says, come let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, Isaiah 118, they shall be as white as snow. When the Lord says, come let us reason together, what he's saying is, can you agree that you're not perfect? Can you agree that you've screwed this up? Can you agree that you're not getting off this earth alive? Can you agree that you can't stop an invisible virus? Can you agree that all the things you've put your, your trust in and all the things you've been worshiping, spending your time, treasures, and talents on are not the Lord. Can we agree? And if that's the case and you say, Lord, help me, I've come to realize this is bigger than anything I'm capable of overcoming. I was arrogant to think I'm self-made, but I realize it's you and you alone that have fashioned me and knitted me together in my mother's womb. Lord, forgive me. And he says, now we've come to reason together. And your sins were scarlet, but now... Through the blood of Christ, you've been washed as white as snow. You call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. I love 1 John 5, verses 11 and 12. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son, Jesus. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He says, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. This is so critical in this time that we, we restore this relationship with our creator. Christ has made that possible. We're coming up on Good Friday where the Lord was crucified, where that blood that we spoke of was poured out, the holy blood of God, completely without sin. It was poured out so that you and I could be forgiven. We're all the same we're just one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. And there's salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. He's come to set you free. He's come to cleanse you. He's come to move, you to move the bullseye to where you are. He's come to give you life and life more abundant. He's come to make sense out of this. And it's time to trust him. It's time to tell people about him. I mean, if we, if we found the cure to the coronavirus and, and you had loved ones, would you, would you tell them about it? I mean, this, this is eternal issues. We can learn a lot from a virus. It, it, it mutates rapidly. It'd be good if Christians were the same. We'd infect the world with this truth. Remember this as we conclude tonight, and I love this. Jesus saves there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved but that of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus saves. No one's ever loved you as much as Jesus. No one's ever done as much for you than the Lord. No one's ever believed in you more. And it's time to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Jesus is your Messiah. He's your Savior. Just say, Lord, come into my life. Save me. He will. He always does. He did it for me. He did it for these two guys. And we're just motley crew up here. <laughs> and God wants to take this time to reach your heart. All this is happening so that you would hear that. And as we close every night, this is for you. Hear these words and rest in the Lord. And we'll do it together. You can do it at home. Numbers chapter 6, I'll put up on the screen. We'll read it together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, folks, uh, don't forget, um, starting Wednesday, we got a three-day fast, sundown to Friday sundown. And I think that's it. And if you have any questions, uh, did we have any questions tonight? I didn't see any pop up. So... Um, if you have any, you can still send them through. We'll answer them tomorrow night. So God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all your support. You've been blessing the fellowship and we've been able to serve. Thank you. And God bless you all. Good night. Good night.